the Department of Radiation Medicine has become a key part of OHSU's expansion into more communities in Oregon. This month, we discuss the motivation behind these efforts and the benefits of expanding services into other communities. It's Tuesday, April 7th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Josh Anderson. Mariana Phipps sat down with Dr. Charles Thomas Jr., OHSU's Chair of Radiation Medicine, and Dr. Per Harvinson, Chief Medical Officer at Columbia Memorial Hospital, to discuss OHSU's Department of Radiation Medicine's efforts to extend its services to rural communities. We're here with Dr. Charles Thomas Jr., Chair of Radiation Medicine and Professor of Radiation Medicine at OHSU. And we also have Dr. Per Harvingson. He's a Chief Medical Officer um, at Night Cancer Collaborative in Columbia Memorial Hospital. He's visiting us today from Astoria, and we're gonna have the chance to talk about radiation medicine and, and what's going on. Dr. Thomas, the Department of Radiation Medicine has become a key part of OHSU's expansion into more communities in Oregon. Can you give a summary and a timeline of the department's expansion work? Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Phipps, for the question. The Department of Radiation Medicine is an integral part of the Night Cancer Institute and the OHSU overall clinical enterprise as far as including research and education. What people oftentimes don't know is about two-thirds of patients with cancer will require radiation at some point in their treatment and that involves a broad spectrum of patients. Starting back in 2008, remember, first of all, we're the only academic health center in the great state of Oregon. In 2008, we had the opportunity to craft a relationship with our colleagues in the southern Oregon coast. I'm referring to the Coos Bay, Coos County area. That's a part of the, uh, uh, of the great state of Oregon where there's a solo practitioner who handles radiation oncology. The volume of radiation oncology does not support more than one doctor oftentimes in certain parts of the state. Back in 2008, that provider was getting burnt out, uh, wanted to leave, and then Coos Bay would be without a radiation oncologist to the detriment of their patients. So what we did is we crafted a reciprocal relationship such that once a quarter, that solo doctor would come up to OHSU and to our department and spend a full week seeing patients, interacting with residents and nurses and dosimetrists and physicists, going to the tumor board so all the different doctors from different specialties could see that particular provider and really become an integral part of our team for that week. And we would do that on a quarterly basis. While that provider is up here, one of our doctors, and sometimes it includes me as the department chair, would spend a full week in Coos Bay and have the pleasure of seeing those patients working at Bay Area Hospital, the Department of Radiation Oncology down there, and interacting with the dosimetrist, physicist, uh, nursing team, and rest of the support team. We would be very busy. We would check charts for quality and also bring some ideas. And then at the end of that week, as we both return to our home institutions, we'd be able to share information and best practices. And it created a win-win situation on multiple levels. Patients in the Bay Area uh, were winners. They have stability of their doctor. Uh, the solo practitioner in, the Bay, in uh, Coos Bay on a quarterly basis gets rejuvenated by visiting 
uh, the big mecca up here in Portland. Our doctors get to go out physically to the community and interact with patients and staff, uh, not just uh, by phone, but physically on site, and that creates some excitement. And overall, we think uh, patient care is enhanced both at OHSU as well as in uh, Coos Bay. And so that's how we started, and we're continuing that relationship. And then in more recent years, we've been able to expand to other sites, including Astoria. Uh, what has been the impetus for expanding? What are the needs in these communities and what does OHSU hope to bring? I want to be really clear. Um, when we go to communities, we're looking to provide stable and state-of-the-art care. We're very, very excited about that. So we're able to hopefully get uh, the communities both in Coos Bay, for example, and in uh, Astoria to be able to expand their portfolio of things they can do for patients, especially in the radiation oncology space, and do that with uh, state-of-the-art dosimetry, physics, uh, uh, nursing. So it's important that patients be able to remain in their local county, their local environment uh, for treatment and not always have to come to Portland for treatment. The other thing is radiation oncology oftentimes requires people to get treated on a daily basis or at least multiple times during the week. That can be very disruptive for someone's lifestyle, uh, getting time away from work, interacting with family and so forth. So it's less expensive and allows more uh, better overall quality of life if patients can get high quality care closer uh, to their community. And so we think that really creates, again, a win-win-win uh, situation. Yeah, I agree uh, with everything Dr. Thomas has said. For From my perspective, and at least from the perspective of Astoria, what I can say is that I, genu I genuinely believe that if it wasn't for this collaboration that there would not be uh, radiation therapy available to our patients on the North Coast. Um, before radiation therapy was there in the form of the current uh, Columbia Memorial Hospital OHSU Night Cancer Collaborative, patients had to travel, the closest area was Longview, um, and uh, many just traveled into Portland or Vancouver, uh, and, and that's, it's very challenging for those patients. So it's made a world of difference to have that kind of state-of-the-art technology available in the community. And we, we have a very large catchment area. We have patients that come all the way from as far south as Tillamook area, uh, all the way up for radiation therapy, and patients as far north as the top of the, the peninsula, coming from the you know Long Beach and, and so on, uh, down to us for radiation therapy. So it's a pretty broad catchment area, and um, previous to that, access was particularly hard. So it's made a, a really a tremendous difference in improving uh, patient accessibility to this state-of-the-art and uh, standard of care radiation therapy. How are communities and patients responding to the expanded service from OHSU? Can you give some examples? Of course, yeah. So the response has been very positive. Uh, as I mentioned, prior to the Night Cancer Collaborative in Astoria, patients had to travel quite a, quite a long ways uh, in order to get to the radiation treatment. And this was also true for many other oncology services. Medical oncology is also out there through, this, uh, through the Night Cancer Collaborative. 
prior to, to that, you know, access to medical oncology care was also somewhat limited. Dr. Lysette was a tremendous pioneer in beginning this collaboration between the, the two oncology services, medical oncology, radiation oncology, and Columbia Memorial Hospital out there. So I hear from, I'd say, at least half of my patients, and maybe even more like three-quarters of my patients, almost all of them at the end of treatment will just they just marvel that that this, that this kind of technology can exist in their small town or just a, a drive you know a short drive away from where they were often people imagine that they're going to ha- they just sort of expect that they're going to have to travel far in order to get to this kind of technology and so it's been a tremendous boon uh, for those communities and for people that spend much time in those coastal communities and particularly in Astoria, you'll soon learn that that beautiful cancer center is a real point of pride for the whole community. Um, there's a really impressive story that the leadership had worked with the, with the city to move what had been a landfill and, and sort of swapped a landfill in a high school football field and different things in order to find the spot for the cancer center. And it worked out in the end to be better sort of for everyone because they're able to cap this old landfill, build a brand new beautiful football field for the local high school and then also build this gorgeous cancer center and really boost people's accessibility to this critical care for their oncology patients, cancer patients. Wonderful. Dr. Harvinson, what are the benefits and rewards of working in community hospitals? I'd say that the the benefits I personally really enjoy living in a more rural setting. Um, and so beyond just the the pleasure of of being able to see the stars at night and waking up and uh, having some deer or elk around your yard when you're trying to get to your car to get to work in the morning, um, I'd say beyond those little just sort of joys of life and being a little bit more connected to nature and things, I really enjoy working with with the team I have out there. It's a very close knit group. It's a small department. But there's a, just an incredible sense of team spirit and um, an incredible sense of service. We're all very, I think, honored that we get to be this sort of forward-facing group of people representing OHSU to the community. I learned so much from each and every one of my patients. They've all had such fascinating and incredible life experiences. And I, I feel, again, always just very honored to be part of their care. It's not uncommon for there to be sometimes more advanced uh, stages than, than we might typically see in a more uh, urban referral center sometimes because sometimes uh, insurance coverage and people's access to just general medical care can be a little bit more limited in rural settings than uh, in suburban and, and certain urban situations. But to me, it's it's always a delight to be able to Uh, represent OHSU and to be able to provide those kinds of high-level care to those patients that may otherwise simply forego them. That was a definite issue before the before the collaborative was built, that there were patients that just went without radiation, both for palliative reasons as well as for curative intent treatment, people that just simply went without because they couldn't, they didn't have the resources to come into the city for treatment. Dr. Thomas, when different institutions from different settings collaborate, it is important to pay respect to institutional culture. What values have you led with in your partnerships? Uh, First and foremost, we deeply respect uh, the communities uh, that we partner with. Uh, 
there are ideas that emanate from people in those communities that have really helped us uh, expand our knowledge base and our ability to provide care even back here in Portland. At least in our department, there is no town gown situation. We honestly believe our partners in Coos Bay and our partners in Astoria are, are equal. This goes the same thing for our partners in Hillsborough and Tuolity. In fact, we learned something. Some of our most productive faculty, uh, Dr. Mitten, uh, who's the medical director in Tuolity, is one of the most academically productive uh, faculty members in radiation oncology on the West Coast, bar none. Dr. Harfinson, who's right here, uh, is one of the leaders in safety. This week, he's helping us, as he always does when he comes in quarterly, implement some of the safety and quality measures here at our Portland campus uh, based on his expertise that he brought with him from the University of Washington and that he's putting in place out in Astoria. And so uh, the intellectual horsepower and added value of the folks that we partner with um, at these institutions is, is very, very uh, exciting. So we go into the relationship believing that there are strengths that everyone has to offer, and we certainly uh, want to learn more about some of the opportunities to really share ideas. But I, I want to really stress uh, to the listeners, it is a privilege for us at OHSU to have the opportunity to interact with our colleagues along the Oregon coast in Hillsborough and beyond. It's not a burden, it's a privilege. What has struck you most in your expansion work? What lessons have you learned? Probably the thing that I uh, have been most uh, impressed with is the uh, breadth of new ideas that we've garnered over the years uh, working on the coast. Uh, as well as uh, Hillsboro. Uh, the people at all of these institutions are really dedicated. Many of them are located uh, locally. And uh, the idea that we can provide continuing state-of-the-art care in these communities is ex uh, exciting. So let me give you a brief example. Stereotactic radial surgery, or another term is stereotactic body radiation therapy, is a form of really precise uh, precision radiation therapy with relatively high doses. We may give that to the brain for eloquently located tumors, whether they be benign or malignant in the brain, or certain disease sites uh, extracranially, other parts of the body. Traditionally, because of the concern about error and uh, the high doses involved, we've only had patients be treated at the main center where we had uh, redundancy in physics, dosimetry, nursing, and other support staff. The program that's been built uh, at some of our off-campus sites is very strong. So we did the first brain radial surgery in Astoria. Is that about a month ago, Dr. Harkinson? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a big deal. Normally that person would have to come into Portland. Not anymore. You can get brain radial surgery in Astoria. You can get brain radial surgery and body radial therapy uh, in Hillsboro. And so their providers uh, and their team 
are really providing state-of-the-art care. For children, we still have people come in that children get treated here in Portland because of the anesthesia and some of the other in-depth support that only can take place at a tertiary center like OHSU. But one of the things that has really struck me is the ability to develop state-of-the-art programs in the community, and that's good for patients and it's good for everyone. What is your advice to other service lines and clinical teams who are looking to expand? Probably the first thing, and I mention this a lot to senior leadership at OHSU, is that the unit leader, department chair, uh, institute or center director, deputy directors, associate or vice chairs should embrace and learn about these communities. Uh, As a department chair of radiation medicine, I actually go out and rotate to Hillsborough on a regular basis. I physically rotate to Coos Bay on a regular basis, and I will be rotating to Astoria. So my troops, the other uh, faculty that report to me, see that. And so my advice to other service lines and other programs is that if the leader can spend some time, some meaningful time, uh, in these outlying communities, uh, that can create a win-win situation on multiple levels. And... um, I'm really excited uh, to do that. Is there anything else you would like to add for our listeners? I guess uh, I would add maybe just several things. One is I would say that to residents or fellows who may be listening to this, I would definitely recommend that you at least consider um, a community hospital-based position. Even if you are specialized, it can really offer a lot of exciting challenges and growth opportunities that make a big positive impact on these communities that uh, for many other, uh, for various reasons, may, again, have challenges with limitations and accessibility to these kinds of Uh, this kind of quality of care. So I I just strongly recommend people consider jobs uh, in in these sort of network situations, uh, community situations. Um, And it provides a lot of really fun leadership opportunities as we work to bridge communities and collaborate and coordinate our efforts to build our community health and to address the health needs of of all Oregonians. Um, So those would be, I think that'd be my biggest advice, is just uh, keep an open mind Uh, to those kinds of job opportunities and to those uh, faculty who uh, may find themselves either now or soon in a situation where their departments are looking to expand uh, by by creating and, and generating maintaining these kinds of collaborations. Again, I, I would say that uh, hopefully they'll look forward to it in a positive light because uh, it can present a lot of uh, challenges, but also there's a lot of victories along the way that ultimately end up benefiting everyone, the communities that are served, as well as uh, further building on, on the strengths of OHSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd just like to accent with Dr. Harfinson said, I wouldn't use the word jobs, I would use the word career. The opportunity for career development is unlimited um, in these settings. And remember, when you think of all 96,000 square miles of the great state of Oregon, most of that is rural, most of that is not urban. And so being able to provide uh, high quality access and care to the local community is actually a big deal and something that we actually want to do and we're called to do, and it's very, very exciting. Uh, Last thing I want to say is the best is yet to come. Our collaborations with our our colleagues in the Oregon coast, whether it be Coos County to the south, 
or up in Astoria to the north or to the near west to uh, Hillsboro and Tuolity. The best is yet to come. These are really, really exciting times over the next few years. We can't wait to uh, go ahead and collaborate even more. Again, thank you so much for your time. I, I, I hope our listeners have enjoyed um, learning more about how we're reaching out to those communities and how exciting it is to work in that kind of setting. Thank you again. Thank you, Ms. Thank Phipps. you. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Mariana Phipps and edited by me. I'm Josh Anderson. Thanks for joining us.